Hey guys, I'm really happy to partner with Well Woman Vegan from Vitabiotics as sponsors of By Back. For anyone like me leading or trying out a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle with a busy schedule, Well Woman is there to support you all along the way. It provides 24 nutrients, including higher levels of iron and vitamin B12. You can find them across the UK and Ireland nationwide. Hey there, I'm Roz Purcell, best-selling cookery author, ex-model, entrepreneur and host of Bite Back. How would you define your relationship with your body? Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible women who get frank about their relationship and ever-changing journeys towards self-love and acceptance. As the body positivity movement takes full flight, I want to be part of the conversation that puts pleasure back on your plate. Together, we'll discuss why numbers on a scale doesn't and shouldn't define us and how amazing our bodies really are. Okay, guys, I have another fantastic episode for you today. Mother of Three started the Mother of All list in 2015, which shares frank, open and honest conversations around parenting, being a mum and carving a career all at the same time. She's been praised for bearing it all, showing women the honesty during motherhood and creating a body positive social media space that unites and inspires her followers. What an introduction, Clemmy! (laughs) This is Clemmie Telford. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. What an intro. Thank oh, you very listen. much. Look, I could have said a lot more. Oh. We don't have a lot of time, but you're fantastic. And you know what? You're one of those people that when I hear your story, there's parts that relate to me so much and you're listening. You just want to like go and give your younger self a hug. Oh. But at the same time, there's things that I can't relate to because you just went through. I know everyone's journey is so different and yeah. so unique, but yours is really like it started from a very, very young age. Yep. Yeah, I guess it did. I didn't. Uh, it's only on reflection in the last couple of years that I realised that you form a lot of habits when you're a child, yeah. and actually, when you become a parent, it really makes you put a um, a lens up at your childhood. Yeah. I suppose. Just before we came on, Mike, both of us said it, it often feels weird to talk about a part of your life when you don't necessarily feel like that person anymore. And of course, I don't feel like my five-year-old self but I guess where does it all begin I am one of well I grew up in a family of four I'm actually one of five because my mum remarried and in all the women in my family I was the largest again I don't even like using my, that language about myself but but that was the case and I was definitely aware of that and it was something in the way that um, siblings do they took the mick out of me for and you know I'm no victim because we all took the mick out mm-hmm. of one another for different things and that's just, that's just the way it works but I got on reflection I got myself in a cycle where particularly the women in my life in that I was growing up didn't eat an awful lot I was always hungrier I felt bad about eating more and I guess then to self-soothe it was a vicious cycle of me eating more and more so you'd almost like look at food as the enemy of why you weren't looking a certain yeah. way and take it out on that but then in return from like not allowing yourself food yeah you get a spiral you just, yeah. just binge yeah I've, it's binging and purging it's yeah. just a lot of people get caught up in it and I also wasn't introduced to exercise when I was growing up I went to a, a school that was very academic and not very sports focused mm-hmm. and I definitely fell in the kind of drama and that that camp not the sports camp and so again I didn't understand how exercise could make you feel a great for your mental mm-hmm. health I didn't really understand how to use my body for for to mm-hmm. do great things so I'm guessing you kind of used your body as just something that was aesthetic just yeah. put on show and yeah. you, 
like I know you said there, which is really interesting. You, you know, you said that you know you were the largest, and you, you don't even like to use that language. But what was the language that you did use when you were growing up? I definitely, for both my parents, I think there was a conversation around the way people looked and people's physical appearance, mm. and 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 actually maybe as society generally at that time, you know, it, it was definitely an era when it was really admired to be thin, especially in my teenage years. It was that almost heroin chic, and that was yeah, that was desirable for sure. And I didn't, we weren't presented with anything that that wasn't that. I didn't know any other body shapes other than really skinny ones. Yeah, and I guess like what you were saying there, the conversation around what people looked like. And it's even now something I'm becoming far more aware of, like not commenting on someone, even if I'm like, oh, you look great. Yeah, I've got three children, two boys and then a girl. And with my boys, I breed chunky babies. They're all really, you know, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's what you want. You want those really, really healthy Mm. babies. And I noticed that when people called my boys chunky and commented on their appetite, everyone kind of congratulated them. And then I had a daughter and it it, it held up a mirror to me that when people were commenting her chunky thighs and her appetite, I recoiled and I didn't, I didn't like that. And, you know, it's definitely coming, it's a compliment when people say that about your baby, but when does that change, you know? You've mm-hmm. had this baby that you've told them they're lovely and, and they've got these roles and then what, at four or five years old, that switches and so many people are looking at you going, oh, that that child's got roles and yeah. what a confusing dialogue you've, mm-hmm. you've given with them. So that, yeah, was a real moment for me that we shouldn't be commenting on bodies. Yeah, And especially as you get, for me, you get to an age where, I know people who've, you know, struggling with cancer and things like that. And suddenly you're just like, why on earth are we talking about our bodies like that? All we need, all we want is healthy bodies. You know, someone yeah. who's really thin walking down the street, they could be really poorly. Mm. This is something I'm going to touch on because one of the biggest catalysts for me to actually go get help and change was my sister got diagnosed with cancer. And we were very similar. It's only three years between us. So she's young, fit, healthy. And I used to always wish I had her body because she was so slight. Mm. And it made me really realize that all I want to do is be skinny. That was like the all I goals. wanted to yeah. do. It was my life goal was just to be skinny. I didn't care how I did it. And I just looked at my body as something that was completely just put on show for people. It was an aesthetic thing. And it made me really, really look at that our bodies are do so much shit mm. to protect us every single day. They do so much to protect us from different diseases they hold us up they allow us to do things that actually make us happy so I guess putting things into perspective was a huge thing for me to yeah. change and even consistently now to manage it you know we all have flipbacks like there's yeah. this is yeah. not a time where you know sometimes I'll just feel it filtering and, and flicking in this feeling of guilt about yeah. I don't know enjoying food and I have to remember you know this is our one life it's not a, it's not a run through you know we can't feel guilty and feel bad like we're here to to actually just be healthy and that's that's yeah. their main thing is as long as be you happy. can be happy and healthy like that is your main but it's priority it's really hard like if you were to look at me and think oh you know I'm at a certain point in this journey but even yesterday I, I've got like I say I got rid of the scales I stopped weighing myself last May and then every now and then I kind of out of interest check in and I weighed myself yesterday and I weigh more than I expected and I could just see that downward spiral, that that dialogue, mm. and like right now I'm going on a diet, and I had to literally rein myself back at that. And then, thankfully, I had a, well, I went and did a CrossFit session, and I lifted my PB, and I was like, yeah, that you know that is yeah. what's important. Yes, I probably weigh more because I'm probably more muscular mm. and I'm stronger. Yeah, I don't know why. Why did I weigh myself? So I want to touch on that, like. 
you said that when you weighed yourself, you had to like bring yourself back from that. Yeah. So how did you do that? Because I know there's going to be a lot of people listening who go, oh, I feel that all the time when I weigh myself, but I don't know how to bring myself back like you did. So I've been on a really big journey. As I say, I had Greta last year and after all each of my babies, within hours of giving birth, I've just stood on the scales, which is so bleak. Because your body has just created this human yeah, and, and I mean, popped right out Yeah, but the, the sad truth is, if you're a person who's been into yeah. dieting, it's a phenomenal mm. weight loss, right? You lose yeah. over a stone overnight. <laughs> so like, you can't help but yeah. get a kick out of that. But what an awful thing, like, that I'm feeling delighted about that. And what I should just not even be caring. I should be, yeah, with my kid. Anyhow, I had Greta, went through these things where I was aware of people talking about her body. And at the same time, defaulted back to this, oh, I must lose the baby weight thing. And I think it was one of my boys who saw me standing on the scales and asked what I was doing. Mm. And I was just like, this has got to change. I cannot. And again, of course, men and women both have issues with this, but bringing a daughter up, I was acutely aware that I don't want her seeing me standing Mm -hmm. on the scales. So I got rid of those. And then... I've read a couple of books, one by Laura Thompson, PhD. Who's a fantastic podcast, Don't Sort My Game, you should check it out. Amazing. And um, Megan Craig's Body Posse Panda's book and came to understand, you know, the bigger picture of Mm. intuitive eating and body positivity. But I had this, like, again, another light bulb moment where I know what categorically what my lowest adult weight is. Mm -hmm. And it was this number that I was always aiming to get back to after the kids. But then I realised on reflection that low weight also coincided with one of my most unhappy periods of my life. And actually even around my wedding day, which of course I'm, I'm happily married and I'm... But because I'd stopped myself eating to get down to this weight that doesn't represent my natural place I had terrible anxiety in around my wedding day and so you know it's this massive shame that you're always aiming for this thing and when I've got close to it a I wasn't happy when I was there Mm -hmm. I wasn't I still wasn't light enough and b yeah it's not like this mythical thing happened so yeah that that was a big shift that yeah to realize that being thin didn't equal happiness so I want to just like touch on when you were saying there about bouncing back after having a baby because I know uh, it pops up on my news feed quite a lot and not my news feed but even explore before and after of women when they're pregnant and then four or five months postpartum and they're jacked and they have abs and I'm like that is the pressure like because I know like I don't have any kids but the absolute pressure even I know I would feel to bounce back in shape and that kind of weight on top of me, especially being someone in the public eye yeah. or having a space that people would expect you to. The reality is, especially that much postpartum, you are in survival mode. Your body is mm. like recovering A from labour, B from pregnancy and well, whether you're breastfeeding or not, you're still up in the night. You're yeah. The reason you hold on to all of that because your body needs those supplies to keep a human alive. Mm. I guess, what would you say, like any young mums out there who might feel like their experience of having a baby, there's a little bit of overshadowing with the fact that they didn't bounce back into shape? Well, also, I think we can put a ladder back for one step before that. I weighed myself 
obsessively during both my well, all of my pregnancies to check that I wasn't gaining because yeah. again that is really people don't talk about it much but it's really hard to sit with that mm. with watching the scales creep up yeah. and even though that absolutely is the right thing and there's so much online about like the appropriate way for you to gain yeah. during your pregnancy and I'm like I'm presuming everyone's different yeah and also you go through spikes like for me I now know thankfully because I've had three so I know yeah. my journey I do a big weight gain in the middle and then actually it it plateaus out but mm. I mean your body is growing a human I mean mm. could there be anything more miraculous and yeah. yet you're worried about how much how much it weighs there's this thing when you have a baby that you don't recognise yourself physically mm. you don't recognise yourself your life is very different yeah. emotionally you're all over the shop so I think there's a little bit of trying to get your body back in a way of trying to claim a bit of yourself back. And I okay. completely get that. And that's very confusing to to just not recognise mm. your reflection. But without doubt, the kind of nine months to a year rule, it's not even a rule, but your body takes that to recover. Mm-hmm. Nine months on, nine months off. For me, I know that my body holds on to my postpartum weight until until I give up breastfeeding, mm-hmm. but no one talks about that either. And I think that's actually really clever. It's holding onto its reserves, yeah. keeping it in the, in that post-baby state, and then, then it changes back to yeah, a kind of version of where I'm meant to be. But I should say that I now accept I'm not going to have a pre-baby body mm-hmm. because I've had three babies. And what would you say like to a lot of mums out there? Like, How do you manage running after three kids, having a hectic, busy lifestyle, but also making time to to ensure you're actually kind of giving, feeding yourself positive self-talk. Because I know in times, I was just saying this earlier, in times when I'm really busy, it's become automatic now that I, I just have to, if if a negative thought about myself comes into my head, about my body, that I just flip it. Because yeah. I've wasted so many years just feeling I wasn't good enough because of a weight, because just letting my body control what I could or couldn't do. But I do find when I get really, really busy, I have to work extra hard in that yeah. because I lose a bit of myself. So how do you how do you manage it? Like, yeah. what are the tips you have? I totally relate to that. I now know, actually, when I, the first time a negative self-talk comes into my head about my body, it's actually my mind saying, hold up, you're, you're exhausted here. This yeah. is, you know, I get tired. Mm-hmm. I start talking badly about myself. I have to rein it back. I think... There's an overall picture of trying to remember to be kind to yourself. The biggest thing that helps me keep on track is to look at myself through my children's eyes. Yeah. Because... That's lovely. I'm so aware that I don't want them to pick up any kind of um, Mm -hmm. negative habits, so you have to work really hard on it. Because going back, I know you spoke before about how your mum... Yeah. Was ...would smoke quite a lot and be kind of on different diets, and that affected you thinking that that was just... The norm. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, I think it was that era that everyone yeah. spoke about diets. There was all sorts of diets going on, oh, this cabbage I, soup I, diet. And- I saw a, an article that someone flipped up from about 20 years ago and it was like a Vogue diet or something like that. And I was like, if someone put that out now, they'd be up in court because yeah. it was just nothing. Well, there's... I found this book from when we were growing up about this family of elephants and the mum is on a diet and it, like a children's yeah. book and they're all the whole family stands on the scales and then they all eat salad and then they go for a run mm. I was like this is so wow. it's, it's like, like secondary school yeah <laughs> I can't believe that this this even exists yeah. but yeah it was a norm wasn't it and I feel aware of not wanting to criticise her but she was only doing what she thought was mm. best but yeah I did I to go to a kind of wasn't slimming well but one an equivalent diet club in my teens 
Yeah, so I remember, I, I've heard you spoke about this before. Yeah, it's really that, damaging. Yeah. And again, it's such a time when you're... Your body is trying to work out what it's doing, and mm. you, you know, the first time that especially you, as a teenager, you know, oh. you're about to just hit puberty, yeah. and you're kind of you are getting yeah more fat because that's what happens when. But as well, you're like you're putting yourself on a scales, and you know, you're told to go, okay that you should get to this number, and, yeah. and suddenly your whole life becomes about yeah, a number. That, yeah, it, it is awful that I know the numbers for various points in my life. Yeah. You know? So. You've had this kind of turbulent relationship with your body, which yeah. reflected onto food. And it wasn't really until you had a girl yeah. that you realised you just didn't want her to yeah. catch on to that it had anything. To that it had to stop. Yeah. And your main things was like going to people who spoke about it and who gave really good tips and promoted body confidence to really just help you bring back. Well, bring the thing is, I didn't even realise my way of thinking was disordered. Yeah. I really didn't. I just thought this is the norm. And, you know, yeah. I live with girls at uni. We're all talking about our size. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. You all compared each other. You, you're trying to get down to a certain dress size. I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking now, me and my friend used to have a thing where we always wanted to get to a point that we were worryingly thin. I mean... oh. All I cared about, I didn't care about anything else that was going on in my life. And maybe it's because nothing dramatic happened. My parents were fine. Everyone around me was living. They were healthy. They were well. The my just priority was just to be sickly thin. I actually just look back and I just feel sad because there's so many years I wasted. And when I was really, really um, bad with body image, I was actually a terrible person to be around because I was so negative about everything. I was so negative about myself that I was really hard for me to be positive about anything else that was going on or anything around me so it was very difficult to be around but only were you hungry towards yeah I was really hungry <laughs> no, but only towards people I I loved yeah. uh, which is a hard thing to look back on because obviously they're the people you should be your best person around well you should try to be your best the whole time but um, it's very difficult yeah. to do that just, just putting that out there but it's very kind of sad to know that I wasted so many years and so many opportunities holidays with my family just in a really dark state of mind because I wasn't a certain size what a shame isn't it like of those and also they're your kind of most responsibility free years Years, you know that's why people always say what would you say to your younger self generally I'm like go and have all the fun because you become a proper proper adult before you know it you know where there is so many responsibilities that you you can't just go traveling and Mm -hmm. flounce around in a bikini but you know those times when I could I was wishing I was in a smaller bikini and it's just like ugh and is there anyone you look up to in terms of body confidence that really promotes like fantastic all the people I mentioned before the yeah. um, body posi but, pos- yeah body posi panda Cali Thorpe I sometimes thought- I always find that if I am going through a scroll where I've just seen loads of images that you know no matter what I might, I'll come away feeling a little bit down about myself that it's certain accounts like I wanted to kind of once again, pick yourself back yeah, up, pep- you know? Just kind of like pep yourself back up yeah. and go, no, you know what? Like, I'm healthy. I'm good. I yeah. have a fantastic job. I love what I'm doing. I have an amazing family. Everyone's healthy at the moment, you know? And it's just taking those things yeah. and just understanding that that's, they're the main things in life. Even just seeing other people yeah. that look like you amongst the kind of mum insta mum for want of a better thing you know just seeing so many people who have really similar you know all got Mm -hmm. these figures that are not reflected in in the mainstream media and that's for me is really normalising it's becoming aware that your thoughts and what you say to yourself it can really have a huge effect on you especially as like if I could go back and say anything to my younger self would be that there's you so much more to offer than your weight yep 
Bryony Gordon's book about running. She talks about a massive transition of starting to exercise for self-love, not for self-loathing. So again, I have, although I didn't do sport as as a teenager, I then discovered exercise probably in my 20s. But I would literally whilst I was in the gym I'd be playing over this image in my head of the person I was going to become mm-hmm. you know yeah. keep it keep at this and I'll be and and also like checking the calorie count on a machine yeah. and then now yeah I discovered CrossFit and it's yeah. just more about getting strong yeah no it's, it's for my head yeah. you know the endorphin hit is nothing like it and getting mm-hmm. strong interestingly in all those years when I was trying to lose weight via exercise I had to persuade myself to go to the gym mm-hmm. you know I'd, uh, and now I I organize my diary so that I can go because I'm not in debt to myself I'm going yeah for for my own gains and that that feels really great but now I feel like actually having seven or eight years been in kind of childbearing time I'm now in a a time when I'm reclaiming my body and that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean dieting but I feel like it's coming back to me and it's that thing that it's mad to think that it was ever going to stay at its 20 year old self because they're all just different chapters and my brain isn't the same as it was when I was 20 so of course my body's not Mm -hmm. gonna if you know what I mean you you need to unlock them from each other well Clemmy I think we're gonna leave it there because that was really no seriously even I'm just there I've got goosebumps so um, thank you so much for joining me today Um, everyone you can check yourself out over on Instagram at Clemmy Telford that's me. Yeah, and um, you're also you're on a lot of different podcasts, so you <laughs> I'm can a go. Podcast whore. Yeah, is that what you're saying? yeah. So um, if you want to hear more, for uh, go check it out. And thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Buy Back. If you've enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear from you. Let us know by rating, sharing, and subscribing to Buy Back. And don't forget to join us next week, where we sink our teeth into some more inspiring conversations. <laughs>